You are listening to episode 54 of Fearless Rebel Radio, and I am running solo in this podcast answering your questions, Q&A. Oh, hey, Q&A. Before we get started, I have a huge announcement. My brand new Rock Your Body video training series is here and you are invited to attend the class, which is essentially three short videos that walk you through some of the most important concepts about body image. Um, And I'm so, so excited about it. You'll get access to a short video and then a mission for you to to complete um, by going to www.rockyourbodynow.com. So again, that's www.rockyourbodynow.com. Go there, you can watch the video trailer and then just enter your name and email address to get access to the videos as they go live over the next few days, plus the missions that go along with each with each video. And if you participate and complete your missions and share them with me, you will have a chance to win a scholarship to my 12-week Rock Your Body group program, which is for women who are ready to stick it to societal standards and stop living behind the numbers on their scales. Yes. So if you did this last year, know that it is completely different uh, this year. It's all focused around body image and I'm really, really excited about it. Um, It's the area that I'm most passionate about and where I feel I can help you the most. And I'm really, really excited about the stuff that's in in these free videos and the whole new uh, group program that will be coming out uh, on March 16th when enrollment opens for that. So again, go to rockyourbodynow.com. And uh, that's it for for announcements, let's get started with this show. I am not going to play the intro today. I want to get a new intro, actually, but because um, I, I just want to roll right into these. So in case you're wondering, I sourced these questions from my private Facebook community, Break the Rules with Summer In and In, which you can search out and find, or um, if you are on my emailing list and get my weekly updates. There's often a link to it in there. Um, That's where I'm going to source stuff like this from. Obviously, that's where I offer a lot of free help and advice. And so I asked the women in there, what questions do you have? Um, And I'm going to do as many as I can in this episode and then probably do another episode. Um, I'm not using the the person's actual name because I'm assuming they probably wanted to keep that confidential. So I'm just going to refer to them by their first initial. Uh, and the first question comes from D. And D says, I can't shake the feeling that I felt better and was able to do more when I was thinner. Then I start pondering dieting for a few days and I have to keep starting over with feeling positively about my body and allowing foods because I can't completely let go of, of old ideas. It's like all this progress I have made in accepting myself is gone. Is there a way to stop doing this? Okay. So in order to answer Dee's question, I'm just going to say up front that a lot of my answers to these are going to be answered with questions because everyone's perception of a situation is different. You know, like I can, yes, I can, I will certainly give some advice, but a lot of times I ask questions back because what you're experiencing and why you're experiencing it is totally individual to you. Um, and that's obviously what I do in my one-on-one coaching. That's why it's very individualized. <laughs> so um, for D. 
I think it's important to uh, get to the root of perhaps why this is happening. You know, like you have your diet brain that's still at the table that or that's still popping up, um, which is also the voice of you know, what I call your doppelganger, which is like the negative voice in your head, um, otherwise known as your inner critic, your inner mean girl, like whatever you want to call it. And that voice pops up because it's trying to keep us safe. So it's trying to protect us. It wants to uh, protect us from emotional harm. It doesn't really want us to experience joy or self-actualization. And so I think, you know, when this happens to you, Dee, you can ask yourself, you know, what is this trying to keep me safe from? Like, what is this trying to protect me from? You know, this feeling that my life was better when I was thinner, because maybe logically she knows that she wasn't. Um, But it's still, you know, from like an emotional perspective, there's still that craving for it. So why is that? Why is that coming up? um, Is the question you want to ask yourself. And, And it's tied to what, what might it be trying to keep you safe from? Um, and only Dee knows the answer to that for herself, but I'll just speak to my own experience that for me, you know, like when that pops up for me, it's typically trying to distract me from something else. (laughs) You know, it's trying to keep me safe from having to deal with an issue that's perhaps a little bit harder for me to deal with emotionally because dieting is just easier. Um, it may be trying to protect me from vulnerability, rejection, judgment, you know, it's telling me that thinner is better because um, that is going to, you know, protect me from being judged or being rejected. So perhaps you're going through something in your life that's feeling a little vulnerable. And so this is popping up. And so perhaps be mindful of any triggers as well. Like if this is a pattern that you're noticing, maybe there's a connection. So maybe this happens every time, you know, there's a certain stress in your life or you're interacting with certain people or, uh, you know, you're feeling a little more vulnerable or even like your hormone cycle, I think is a big one. Um, And so just pay attention to A, whether you can notice any like common patterns and when this happens, because then you can maybe just call it out and be like, oh, I know why you're showing up. Like it's this time again, like you're just trying to protect me from, from, whatever you're trying to protect me from in your case, D. And always ask yourself, like, you know, what is it that you're trying to protect me from? Because when we can identify what it's really trying to keep us safe from, then we have something tangible to work with um, in order to respond to it. Because telling it to shut up, telling us to stop, uh, that doesn't work. Like that, you know, like anything that we resist persists. And so I think it's really important to, instead of just telling that voice to shut up or like, oh my God, I should have figured this out right by now. You want to respond to it compassionately. So really just kind of checking with yourself and being like, okay, I know why you're showing up. Like there's this other stuff going on in my life, or I know you're trying to protect me from rejection or feeling, uh, feeling vulnerable, but you know what? I've got this. Like, I know I'm enough. I know I can do this. Like what, what is your voice of compassion want to say to respond to this? Um, second part I just want to mention is, and this kind of ties to the first point is like letting go of control. So dieting is really a form of control, like fixing our body, fixing our food, their control mechanisms, they're often like coping mechanisms. So what else might be you might you be trying to control or what in your life feels out of control? Um, And again, like you may notice a pattern. So for me personally, 
it used to always pop up like that voice of dieting would pop up for me uh, when I was experiencing overwhelm or anxiety. Um, you know, that was a way for me to deflect those feelings and kind of hang on to something I could control. So what are you really trying to control and how can you let go of that control and just like surrender? So that's the second point there. Um, another thing to just keep us grounded, because it sounds like, D, you really do want to, um, you know, overcome this and you really do want to feel positive about your body unconditionally and just give yourself that full food allowance all the time. So why, why do you want that? You know, I think it's important to make a list of like, why am I even doing this? Like, why do I want to feel positive about my body? Why do I want to have full food allowance? Um, and just, you know, that's a good journal question. Like, why, why am I even doing this? Um, and once you have that, you can keep it top of mind and stay grounded in it. And perhaps there's like a visual representation to keep you grounded in that. So I don't know, maybe there's like... Um, a quote that you really like or some kind of an image that keeps you connected to like why you're doing this. Um, I love visual representations because they're really easy ways for us to kind of uh, snap out of uh, that frame of mind, you know, like come back to like why I'm actually doing this. So, you know, for me, like I'll have some certain words that that really resonate with me. Like I do this because I want to feel confident, empowered, like that's more important for me. So I will have, you know, I can put those words like I have like a post-it note on my laptop where I keep those words because that's most important for me. Um, and I come back and I'm grounded in that. It's like that's that's the most important thing for me. And I'll also mention that like it sounds like you've made progress and perhaps you're not celebrating that progress enough to reinforce it. So a lot of the times what happens is, is that, you know, we put so much more emotional weight on the back steps that we take and perhaps like our quote unquote fumbles and the moments of negativity than we do the positive moments. And so one of the things I really, really encourage you to do and everybody for that matter is to marinate and celebrate the positive moments. Um, you know, often we turn to things like journaling or um, asking for help when we're in the negative state of mind. And that's a good thing to do, but it can also reinforce and cause us to ruminate on the negative, whereas we really want to be ruminating on the positive. And sometimes like a positive thing happens and we're just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's good. Like, I want more, you know, <laughs> like, let's be honest here. If we are, if we have body image issues, we are typically perfectionists. And that means that things aren't good enough. <laughs> so even then, even when we see glimpses of progress, we're like, it's not enough. And so I like one of the most important things that I reinforce with women and with my clients is that that you need to marinate on and celebrate every little moment of progress and positivity in order to reinforce that in yourself. So how can you reinforce this in yourself? When you're feeling positive, what's something you can do to really connect to the sense of positivity that you're feeling and the pride that you're feeling about it? Um, you know, maybe it's like you give yourself, like you just write about it. Like journaling is a good way to reinforce it, I think. Um, you know, maybe it's like you share it in the, in my online community. Like I have, obviously I have Scissor Kick Friday. That's why I do that. Like, and what that is for people who are like, what the hell is she talking about? It's essentially just a thread I start on Friday where everyone can just celebrate what they're most proud of. Um, 
maybe it's just at the end of each day, you write on a little piece of paper what you're most proud of and you put it in a jar, or um, maybe it's just taking a moment to just kind of like, you know, sit, sit with the feeling of positivity. Um, and the last thing, uh, no, two more things I want to mention here. One is that like this takes a really long time. So, you know, I think we expect perfection. We expect to feel positive all the time. And so I think if you can always go back to like where you started and if you're like, okay, I'm feeling positive a higher ratio of the time than I did six months ago, like amazing, you're on your way. I think sometimes when we have a bad day, we think like, oh my God, I'm not getting this. Like something's wrong with me. Like, why haven't I gotten this yet? And it's like, no, like, congratulations, you're human. <laughs> you're going to go through these moments where you, uh, you feel like you've taken a back step. And the most important thing is that you know, like that's just part of the journey. And a lot of times some of our biggest breakthroughs come when we've taken these back steps because we learn like something really interesting and new about ourselves that we didn't know before that we can become aware of moving forward. And so I think patience is also a part of this and just knowing that's part of that's part of of getting to a like a more consistent state of body positivity which doesn't always mean you feel positive about your body, but it sort of just means like you don't really think about your body. And then the last thing is just, you know, what support network do you have or can you create to help you with this? So if this is a pattern that you're noticing, um, maybe there's somebody that you can reach out to. Again, like the online community is a good place, or maybe you can find a friend in there that you guys can just help each other out through this. Or uh, look at working with or with somebody like a coach like myself or, um, you know, like a, a therapist or something to help you through this. Like if it's continually happening and there's something else there, um, I really encourage you to work with someone to help you to, to help you get through it. It's amazing like what that will do. Like I can tell you I have spent a lot in my own self-development like I didn't just do this on my own like you know like this took a lot of other people helping me like because you, a lot of this stuff like you just need the right person to help you pull it out and see it for what it is so if it keeps happening again like what who can you reach out to or or I just encourage you to to find a coach to help you through it um obviously like I'm gonna recommend myself but <laughs> there's always other people too uh, so that is my answer to D's question. Okay, moving on to the next question, which is from M. And so M says, when I'm alone with my body, that's okay. But how do I change the conviction that it's almost unthinkable to be found attractive? A fat and not young body cannot be desired. Just a maybe loving me and then it doesn't matter kind of thing. But that's not enough. It's not only body shame, but also a sexual shame. How can I change that? Mm, this is such a good question. Um, and obviously, I don't know M's full backstory on this. Uh, but I will start by saying, you know, like, what is the story that you're telling yourself, M? You know, so... I think it's important to understand that and reframe our thoughts as like the story that we're telling us. So sometimes when I'm working with women, I'll say to them, like, what's the story you're telling yourself? And so um, M is the only one capable of answering that question in the context of this because it's her own story. But um, let's say, for example, the story is that I'm telling myself that it's impossible to be attractive if you're if you're fat and not young. 
okay? So it's important to kind of create this disconnection between like the fact and the story. Um, you know, we, in the culture that we live in, it's sex appeal is equated with youngness and thinness. Like that's just, that's the media message that we receive. So, I mean, really it's not your fault that you believe this. I think a lot of people believe this, and there is evidence to disprove that. Uh, there's evidence that proves that men like women at different sizes, and typically it's not a thinner size. Um, you know, I'm not saying one is better than the other at all, but it's just there is evidence that kind of disproves that. Um, I can link to an article that Beauty Redefined put out on sex appeal and thinness in the show notes for this. But that doesn't always help us because logically we can understand counter arguments, but that doesn't mean that we're internalizing that as a new belief. And because our beliefs are really tied to emotional connections. So you have this belief that's not serving you. So the story that you're telling yourself, um, which may be, you know, that fat is not attractive, is clearly a belief that's not serving you. You know, like one of the things I'll always ask people is, how is that belief serving you? Um, And if it's not serving you, you can change it. But it's important to understand that like they're very much reinforced in our brain because we've made some kind of an emotional connection to that belief. So maybe it was an experience that M had when she was younger um, or that she's had recently uh, where, you know, it was reinforced in her that fat is not attractive. Or maybe it's a belief that has been just created because of the, the messages that she's received in our society. And so clearly it's not serving her. And so we want to try and create a new belief. And the new belief doesn't just come from like, you know, logically kind of understanding counter arguments, but it really comes from creating like an new emotional connection to uh, the belief that we want. So a belief that would serve M better would be that you can be found, that you can be attractive at any size. Um, And one way to reinforce that is to start to expose yourself to, you know, women who are exhibiting, um, you know, attractiveness at different sizes. And attractiveness is kind of a tricky word. (laughs) Like, so I'm kind of like almost using air quotes when I say it. (laughs) You can't see that, but I am. Because attractiveness is like, I feel like attractiveness is a state of mind. You know, like I think, I think a lot of times we think attractiveness is like based on external validation, like sex appeal, you know, like, am I attracting, like, am I attracting the opposite sex or the same sex if that's, you know, what you want to attract? Um, Whereas I tend to think that attractiveness is really a state of mind. And so even for M, like I would ask her, what does attractive mean to you? Because I think it's important to really identify like what we're trying to go for when we talk about being attractive. So my definition of attractiveness for myself would be just feeling comfortable in my skin, like, you know, being able to totally be vulnerable with my with my husband like that to me would be my my personal definition of attractiveness. So for M and for anyone else listening to this, you know, what is your definition of attract? Like, what does attractive mean to you? And perhaps attractive means like making sure you're getting validation from the opposite sex, in which case, again, I would ask you, like, how is that definition serving you? 
And so really what we're talking about then is coming back to creating new beliefs and new definitions of things that are going to serve us better. And so one way to do that, like obviously I love looking at images of women in all different shapes and sizes, uh, you know, like models, just like uh, doesn't even have to be models. Like there's a lot of body positivity people out there that just will show themselves like, you know, rocking a bikini or, you know, like rocking a cute outfit in, in many different shapes and sizes or like doing cool yoga poses or like burlesque stuff. Like my girl, Kyla Prince, who posts images of her doing her pole dancing and burlesque. Like obviously that's more, um, that's going to change your perception that you can be, uh, um, you know, like, again, I'm using attractive in quotation marks, but like, uh, sexy, uh, confident, show off your body, feel comfortable in your body at many different sizes. Uh, so that's one way, like really be conscious of what information you are intaking that is reinforcing the belief that you don't want, um, and try to get rid of that. So are there people in your life that are reinforcing this? You know, like, is there somebody in your life that's making you feel unattractive or making you think you need to lose weight to be attractive? Um, are you still intaking media that's making you feel that way? And get rid of that stuff and then start to do things that are really going to reinforce the new belief. And this is like active work. This isn't just like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. It's like, no, you actually need to put time aside every day and go and look at these images or start reading more stuff about body positivity and fat activism and everything like that to really create these new beliefs for yourselves and a new emotional connection. And this also comes from our own experiences. And I'm not saying, you know, you go out and you, um, you know, like put yourself in a, in a situation that's going to feel really uncomfortable for you, um, but start to like dip your toe into it. And because the only way to really, you know, disprove this stuff to yourself and create a new belief is to uh, start start walking in the new shoes and show like, okay, it's okay. Like everything's okay. Like if, you know, I go out and I, you know, show my body off to my husband or whatever it is for you. Like he still loves me. Everything's good. Like, okay, I can do this again. I get more comfortable with it. The only way we get more confident is by actually doing, doing the things over and over again. But the other thing I really, I think in this case, um, like I, I want to bring your attention to and something you may want to explore, you know, you do mention like sexual shame, and um, that could be something else that's like causing that that's like outside of this realm of, of real, you know, the body image stuff where my area of expertise lies. Um, so perhaps like a relationship coach or a sex therapist, I would highly recommend exploring that option. Um, I think that if, you know, the things that I'm saying, if you're thinking, okay, no, this is probably something deeper, um, sexual shame can be the result of other experiences that we've had in our life. And that's like, I'm not a sexpert. I'm not, um, I think it would be cool if I was, but, uh, that is where I would, I would, I would really reach out to like, there's a lot of sex therapists, sex coaches, relationship coaches, that's their area of expertise. So if the things that I'm saying aren't working, um, and you want to explore that, then I would highly recommend, uh, working with somebody like that. So thank you so much for your question, M.
Next question comes from Kay. And Kay says, how do I know when it's emotionally safe to restart up an exercise regime for strength and flexibility, not weight loss? And how can I safely motivate myself to make it a daily practice? Okay. So I think, um, you know, essentially where Kay is here is that um, she had an unhealthy relationship to exercise and and dieting and whatnot before because everything always came with like the burden of weight loss. So, um, you know, she wants to get back into it, but not not from, you know, but but is is worried about it coming from like that uh, diet mindset where it's like, you know, it's punishment and you're thinking about calories when you do it. Um, And she also just wants to know like how how to know when you emotionally safe and I think I think it's like everyone's circumstance is different in order to know whether it's emotionally safe quote-unquote for them um and so I, I I don't think there's like okay you're safe now like I I wish there was like this checklist where I could say like all right you're safe like I think all you can do is test it for yourself and see how it feels and be really mindful and cognizant of, um, you know, the diet brain coming up or diet, diet thoughts. The other thing too, is like, you can't really shut those off. So even though you may start up an exercise regime, regime is such a harsh word. <laughs> like, can we just call it movement? Uh, so even though you want to start up like moving your body again, I just realized how like, how much I didn't like that statement. Um, so you want to start moving your body again. Uh, and I totally lost my train of thought here, but I think you're the only one who can be really honest with yourself about like the, what, what's, what your intentions are, but know that like that little voice of dieting is probably still going to be there for a while. And you kind of just have to like plug your ears and go, la, 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 la. I don't want to listen to you, um, in order to, to move past it. Cause it like, honestly, if there was like a, you know, a way to like really just like disconnect that voice in our head, um, I would, I would have invented it and I'd be like, you know, the best selling, um, person who made the prescription pill to turn that off, (laughs) but I'm not. So, um, I think, you know, what you notice is that it just keeps getting quieter and quieter. And it's like this way to like just reinforcing yourself, like, no, no, no. Like, how am I really feeling here? Like, am I doing this for fun? Am I doing this because I like the way that I'm feeling when I'm doing it? Or am I doing it because, you know, like it's this punishment and just really like leaning into the way that you feel when you do it instead of like this outcome of like calories burned or my body changing. And really that's like continually reinforcing like how did I feel and listening to your body. And so uh, just a few kind of like coaching questions around this. What's another way for you to think about exercise that feels, you know, more expansive and less restrictive. Like I think, I think when we think of exercise, we immediately think of like a plan and dieting and like, I'm going to do it four days a week and all this stuff. And so what's a way for you to think about it that feels more expansive and less restrictive? So my, you know, and obviously Kay is the only one who can answer this for herself, but I'll just give kind of some thoughts around this. One is to think about it as movement, like it's movement instead of exercise, movement, because I feel like that's got a lot more positive connotations to that word. Another analogy that I find works really well is if you think 
about movement as this giant toy box that you can dive into and play with. And so there's all these different ways that you can move your body. You know, like you can walk, you can swim, you can jump rope, you can dance, you can uh, run on the beach, you can walk upstairs, you can throw an axe, you can um, hula hoop, you can do like pole dancing. Like there's just so many different movements. So you think you have, now I want you to think about this in a more expansive way. If you think about like you have this giant toy box of movements that you can pull out and play with and think about like playing with them. Like, and if you don't feel like playing with a certain movement on a certain day, then don't like put it, put it back in the toy box and play with something else. So a way to think about it really expansively and less restrictively is to really think about like this, this giant toy box analogy. And you can just go in and play with stuff anytime you want. Um, and, and if you're bored of it, you can put it back. If it's not calling your name, you can put it back. And so I really love, I love that analogy. I find it really helpful because it offers the sense of playfulness. It's a lot more expansive. Um, and it, that can help to, um, help you get back into like having some, having some movement. Um, and so, you know, really helping you think about it in a way that feels more positive and play to me always feels more positive. Like I'm just going to go and play today. I'm just going to go and play around with this and see how it feels and really do what feels fun and you enjoy. And that might require you to try a whole bunch of different things. Um, maybe you don't want to do the same thing. Like I think a lot of the time we think exercise, they're like, okay, so I'm going to do this one activity three times a week and that's all I'm going to do. And it's like, maybe that doesn't work for you. Like maybe that doesn't align to your values and what really like fires up your mojo. Like maybe you're the type of person who likes spontaneity and to try different things. So I think it's also important to just kind of recognize like what are, what do you like? Like, you know, and maybe it's an even in a different area of your life. Like what are the characteristics of something else you enjoy in your life? So let's take food, for example. Are you the type of person that likes to eat the same thing every single day, make it really easy? In which case maybe your movement um, can be similar. Conversely, no, I like to eat different things. I like to be spontaneous. I like to try different flavors. Then maybe like you really value spontaneity, trying different things, changing it up, not having things being consistent, in which case, like try and make your movement into something that's a lot more aligned with your values. Um, and maybe that means like trying different things. Like there's this really cool thing called class pass, which I don't know if it depends on what city you're in. I don't know if every city has it, but you can sign up for it and it allows you to go to classes at like all different types of gyms. So you can do like spinning one day and like aerial yoga one day and like all these different things. And I think that's really cool for the type of person that gets bored. Um, and consistently just focusing on, on, you know, the movement and the way you feel. So, I mean, you could entertain the idea of of having some kind of a goal like um, for yourself, like I want to get I want to get really good at this certain area. So maybe it's like I want to start being like a kayaker and I want to be able to kayak like a kilometer or something like that. I'm just totally pulling this out of my ass right now. But um, 
And so maybe, you know, making that a focus and making the actual movement the focus and like achieving some sort of um, like a, a skill set, like being able to paddle a kilometer, um, making that like something that you focus on versus your weights and really coming back to the way you feel. And you can do this just by reinforcing it after you after you move your body like, oh, like what felt good for me there? And just kind of thinking about that. And if, if calories and weight start coming to mind, like it's really about distracting yourself from that, shutting that down and knowing that over time you will stop caring about that. Um, and then in terms of making it a daily practice, um, you know, I think having someone who understands health at every size, having someone who understands someone who's come from a history of chronic dieting uh, to perhaps... Uh, help you with that maybe it's like to keep you accountable um or perhaps like you can buddy up with someone in in like the Facebook community to just help you with that or um try to make it a default for yourself um and I think like a lot of times we think about movement as this thing we have to do like it has to be 30 minutes if it's not 30 minutes I'm not doing it and sometimes it's just like five minutes like I'm just gonna get up and blast a song and like dance around for five minutes and that's good for me today. And so, um, you know, check your expectations, make sure that you're setting this up in a way that really aligns to what tends to make you feel good and work well for you in your life. And I, I, like I, this com- again comes back to your values, like everyone's values are very different. And when you can kind of identify your values and know like what works for you, then um, you can align like these certain practices in your life so that they're going to fit for you. Um, and so I think that's all I wanted to say about that, but I will just caveat this and say, you know, like if, if you're concerned that, um, you know, you, you're an exercise addict, um, and you're trying to really figure it out again, like perhaps working with someone on that, um, and just be really gentle and mindful with yourself. If it's, you know, if you're feeling exhausted, if you're not feeling it, just don't do it. It's okay. Not a big deal. But if you're feeling like, you know, you just want to move your, move your body and really get back into it, then um, hopefully those points I mentioned will help you with that. Okay, so that's just a handful of the questions that I received, and I will um, record another podcast where I answer the additional questions I received. And if you have a question for me, you can go to my Facebook group, Break the Rules with Summer In and In, and throw it up in there. (laughs) Throw it up. (laughs) That sounds terrible. Post it in there. Um, and, uh, and I will add it because I want to do more of these Q and a podcasts. Um, tell me what you think of it actually. Did you, did you enjoy this? Did you like it? Do you want more of this? Less of it? What do you prefer? Um, I, you know, I've been doing this podcast almost consistently for, uh, about it's going to be coming up on two years in a little while. And, um, I want to shake it up and change it up and make it, make it a little different and more and more interesting. So I'm always interested in your feedback and what you what you like and don't like what you want to see more of um so please do share that with me the best place to reach me is in in the private community facebook group um, break the rules with summer in and in or you can always just uh reach me through there's like a a form on my website you can reach me on twitter i'm all over social media i'm pretty easy to find and track down let's be honest um and uh yeah and again you guys Tuesday, March 1st.
which is when this is going live, go to rockyourbodynow.com for my free video training series to help you realize that self-worth doesn't have a size. I'm so excited about it. Really excited about the concepts I'm talking about in there. Um, the first video is really all about quote unquote, loving your body because, and like, what the hell does that actually mean? Because I think that that's where we really need to go back and start this discussion over again, because, um, it's, it's just like, it can feel like this, like fluffy, vague, nebulous thing. That's like, what the hell is that? And I'm never going to get there. And so the first video talks about what that is and how to paint that picture for you. And then the next two videos talk about like two of the really, really critical things you can do to start to move along to get there. And, um, those are things that I haven't talked about before. So even if you've read my book or my blog, like it's a whole bunch of new concepts, which I'm pretty excited about. So definitely go to rockyourbodynow.com to sign up and I will see you next time. Rock on. If you like what you've heard, please head to iTunes to leave me a review. It will take two seconds and I would be super grateful. Click on reviews and ratings and then click to rate. Easy peasy. You can do it on your phone right now, just while you're driving even. Just kidding. And don't forget to head to summerinnit.com or thebodyimagecoach.com to grab your free rule breakers guide to rocking your bod plus the 10 day body confidence makeover plus your exclusive invite to my free online community all for free, 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 free. Cool. All right. Until next time, rock on. Yeah.